Welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 187. Yes, edging ever closer. We almost didn't make it this week, though, I tell you. We were on the precipice of going out of business. Uh, we were, I'm, I'm being a bit melodramatic. Um, our, our license expired temporarily during the week, and we may not have had a show this week. So that's either the best news or the worst news we've heard all week. So Because we're back, even though you didn't know we'd gone. Um, I am your host, Neil Bolt. Still, uh, we haven't rebooted. We haven't got new people in. Um, the format is still very much the same. There isn't one. And we're here to talk about something, usually video games. Um, in keeping with that, I am joined by the, the centre of the chaos on this very podcast every week. It is Ben Shillabir Hall. How are you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. I am not too bad at all. Splendido, splendido. I even threw, yes. did you? I don't know if you listened to last week's so all after, but I threw in some music from OC Remix at the intro, and I might do that again this week. And I'll I did put a link. Even, no, I didn't. <laughs> I like skip to the middle of the podcast normally to just check the quality is okay. <laughs> the quality at the start was horrible. <laughs> you missed the, the quality at the start. Was, I did put a warning in the thing because it started off really bad, and it got really good again. It was weird. Oh, okay. I, it, I didn't record last week's, by the way, so. But, yeah. Um, I, I think that was just the general mood seemed to bring the yeah, recording. Yeah, we were all down, down for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but, but yeah, so I might do that again, and I'll put a link to whoever I decide to put in the music at the bottom of the, the description again. Um, Splendid. We've needed music for a while, again. It's, it's just these dry openings aren't quite there. Uh, yeah, I tried to find a. I found a remix of Fantasy Nine music, so that's why I picked that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, something thematic each week would be good. Yeah, that's what I plan to do. Yeah, not a bad idea, Ben. This week will just be laugh tracks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the funeral march. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's yes. been a good week. Cool. So yeah, on on with the introductions. Um, also, very regular, like bowel movements. It is Gary Bagdasarov. How you doing, cool. Gary? Poo. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Cool, you like poop. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> because everybody poops. Yes. Yeah, I guess so, There's yeah. no shame. There's no shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. Splendid. Thank um Oh god, sorry, stupid adverts just popped up in the middle of that. Um so I've now just lost my links. Yeah. In a panic, <laughs> like, oh, turn it off, turn it off. Where's the sound coming from? Um, but of course, no, no, no one will hear that, so I'm just going to sound nuts. Um, but this isn't the end of our little party. No, once again, having his um, monthly return almost at this point, um, it's Alfonso. Boxill, how are you doing, Alfonso? I'm well, Neil. How are you guys? Splendido. We are absolutely splendido. How you been for the last month? I've been good. Um, the last time I on, I told you the day before was my birthday, so I celebrated well. Good. Job. And um, we're in October. It's now time for Gran Turismo Sport. That's all I've been really waiting for. Gran Turismo. It's not very Halloweeny, to be fair. It's, uh, I don't care about Halloween. I care about Gran Turismo. Yeah, that's just like the opposite of how I feel, Alfonso. Uh, honestly, it's a I, I I do care about Halloween. I care not to, about cars. 
I would care more oh, if it had Neil, more single player stuff. Neil, 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 don't make me mad again. Come on, you, you, you already <laughs> won zero. Come on. Come on, oh, 0-1, come on, come on. <laughs> I told you not to give you him your points, but <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> uh, uh, just to do a bit of shop clearing this week early on um, in terms of points. There won't be a uh, prediction thing this week as last week's has not come to fruition. So um, no one has reviewed SteamWorld Dig 2 for the PS4. It's good though, apparently. So yeah, and as Gary will probably attest. It's like, right. it's average, right. I guess. Yeah, it's, a, it's average. It's, it's average. average. <laughs> it's average because no one's reviewed it. I don't even think anybody will, to be honest. Well, because it's been done everywhere else. Well, you're going to review it, Gary, so you can just win by default. By... Oh, yeah. I can pick a score to give it my win. My win percent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just check what did Gary say he'd give it. Oh, man. <laughs> I have to know now. Uh, there you go, 87, Gary. But... That means you have to give it either 90 or 8.5, which means either I or Tim would have to win instead. Why, why don't you just review it at 8.7? <laughs> you can't because we don't have that system. Curses. You both took my numbers. Gary, Gary has bowled himself out on this one. <laughs> review it at 6 and let me win. <laughs> By default. Wait, wouldn't a 7 make me win as well? Oh, yeah, anything below... Eight here, basically. Okay, give it a 7.9. 7.5. <laughs> this game doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's much better than that. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll definitely get into that at some point later. Because you know, that, that's the nature of this podcast. We may not have mentioned it already. But being called PlayStation Unchained, we sometimes talk about video games on PlayStation consoles. Oh Shocking. my god. Yes. It's like we're part of PlaystationUniverse.com. Yes, this this podcast may well be affiliated with that, and well done for doing the the plugging early. Uh, I, so, know, so I did it. We're all like... professional. You, <laughs> hey, while we're at it, follow us on Pod Unchained. You know, uh, go there. Look, you could enter a competition to win a Destiny season pass right now. Right now, yeah, yeah you can... right now. Not even like tomorrow. Yesterday as well. You know, if you go back in time. Yeah. You can travel. You, you've got more chances. Yeah, so far it's a very one-horse race. So someone's got to win it. Do you really want someone to win it without giving any competition? Come on, you don't. Let's no. be honest. No, you you want to win it. You, you want to win it. You've got to be in yeah. it to win it. Yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you. you. Stop picking the lint out of your belly button and get tweeting. Yeah. All right, the lint. That's fine. Or you could yeah. just follow us because we're free followers <laughs> off 100. Mm, yeah, yeah, we were very close to just very close to getting that hundred, but yeah, now it, it's slipping down again. We need it back up. Come on, yeah, we've got ninety-seven followers. So yeah, there, there you go. There's our plugs out of the way early. We're it's done now. Yeah, please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> now you get the the, the waffle. Um, <laughs> I suppose we'll start with a few little news bits. Um, Interesting stuff. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. I hear you say, why is that interesting? Well, I'll tell you. Um, this week it was announced it'll have a new game mode, which is the Discovery Tour. It's uh, Basically, it will let you roam around the world without any threats, without any missions, without any, anything to do, just to explore and find out about the world and uh, learn about the history from an audio-guided tour. 
So basically, as you know, Origins, or you may not know, Origins is uh, set in ancient Egypt. So it's an interesting t- sort of place to be in that uh, for this sort of uh, idea. And generally a very good idea. I know you obviously can't do this with every open world game because they aren't based on reality all the time. But, you know, it, to have history like this is a cool way of doing things. I, I often have found that with the Assassin's Creed series that it's like it's interesting to learn about you know the places and uh, about the history of them i mean christ do you think the settings of assassin's creed 2 to revelations pretty much bled into tv series you know like the borgias and things like that so it's nice it, it can be a, a handy resource i think it would be a fair few people who appreciate it um alfonso you you're, you're fresh back on the scene but what do you think about this uh basically a guided tour of ancient Egypt found within a video game. It's an interesting concept. Um, I feel it'd be more suited for people who are into history. Now, if they set up like a tour guide and you just sit here listening and you and all that they show, it could get boring, especially to, you know, playing Assassin's Creed and exploring through all the challenges that they give you. So I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I don't think I'll be that interested in playing that part of the game. That, that'll probably be something I do last. Hmm. Fair enough. That's it. Um, Gary, what about you? I'm actually excited for it. I think it's a great feature. Uh, it's a great learning tool. Um without, you know, constantly being attacked and having to fight all the time uh, just to, you know, grab a collectible or read a little news story about, uh, you know, something you've discovered in the world. Um, But I think a feature like this would have been a better and more perfect fit with VR, Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say that, Gary, as well. I would have <laughs> loved this to have been a VR mode. Well, it's not coming till early 2018, this mode, so it's entirely possible. Ubisoft have dabbled in VR. Maybe mm-hmm. they will. Maybe they will. I mean, in, in this universe, if you will, with uh, Eagle Flight. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I, I think it would also be a great feature to have if, say, you can use this mode to gather collectibles as well. Um, for people who like to find all the collectibles in games without being hassled by enemies all the time. That sounds good, but it would make the collectibles a bit too easy. But I don't know, it would tie into something more educational. So I don't know, you'd still be getting something out of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have that than have to, you know, pay four ninety nine for <laughs> walkable everything pack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's a good mode and, um, it just depends on how they do it. I mean, we haven't seen how it works yet. Um, so whether it's, I'm running around with the same character and I just go to a location and a narrator speaks for me, or if it's, you know, scripted or you just kind of sit there and the camera just moves to different locations for you, we don't know, but I, I think it's a neat idea and I, I definitely want to see more of it. Well, if if you could pick another game to do that with, what would it be? 
um, if it's with uh, like an actual historical location. It can be, or it can just be like a world that's already rich with you know, lore. Oh, well, there's a lot of those. Uh, the Witcher world is fantastic. Um, obviously, the Elder Scrolls world is, is huge. Um, yeah, I mean, in which, and they have a bit of that in terms of like the books that you find around in, yeah. in those games. So yeah, having that in like a proper audio form would be better. I know that's basically audio logs in a lot of ways, but... Um, yeah, yeah. It done right. hilarious in like a GTA. Um, oh man, so, I mean, yeah, so that's... they have on there. <laughs> but I mean, oh, Red Dead Redemption Two coming out, I think it would be a fantastic mode like that for that game. Yeah, or the old west. Yeah, I mean, again, the only problem there, I suppose, is that they sort of take a, a semi-realistic approach to real locations, and rather than fully. So you'd have to sort of bastardize some of the history. But yeah, I mean, you could tell a broad strokes version of history at least in terms of, well, you know, this was happening around this time and this was happening. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, yeah, it's always it's been in a lot of games anyway to have a bit of history, whether it be real or imagined. But yeah, to have an entire mode that is dedicated to that would be amazing. Stuff like, I think, personally, in recent memories, Prey would have been cool to just learn more about that space station and the building of it and the stories behind it without being hounded by big ink monsters every five minutes. So, yeah, it's appealing, whatever you say. Um, ben, what about you? I know you had a little chime in about what you thought would be good for it. but um, I like the sound of it. I, would, I must be. this is the first Assassin's Creed in a long time that I'm excited for. Mm. I mean, I didn't like the last one. I liked... Well, I can't remember what the last one was, but I liked Syndicate a bit because it was set in London. I've literally... I've not really enjoyed one since Revelations, to be honest. The one, it was only because it was set in England. That was why it was amazing. Yeah, uh, it doesn't... It, it, I think it's because I don't really care for London. Nah, see, I was born in London, so... Land, man. Explain so much, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this mainly because of all the RPG elements that they've added in to make it different. So yeah, I, yeah. I must admit this. Eh, it, uh, as long as it doesn't bring trophies, I know this sounds weird, but yes, there'll be people that oh my god, yes, trophies, it'll enrich the experience. But also, <laughs> I'm thinking if this is made for educational purposes, then you know, it's like, weird that they're allowed to have trophies just to promote it as well. Sure, yeah, I get what you mean on that one. It would be a bit odd, to say the least. It's like, oh, this is for education. Oh, by the way, you'll get rewarded in virtual rubbish. Yay! Um, so, yeah, I really can't wait for this. I've, I've been buying Monster Energy drinks just to get make sure I've got stocked up on stuff. For anyone who doesn't know, if you purchase Monster Energy... <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the advertising. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get any revenue for <laughs> Underneath the ring pool, there is a code uh, which will unlock content in Assassin's Creed Origins, which I was hoping would be something exciting because I didn't actually look at the other uh, FAQ. Yeah. So, so I bought two cans and I bought one can today. That's not much. That's over, yeah, that's been over two weeks and the, the code site just went live. Right? I found <laughs> out I got 500 virtual currencies, 500s, and Oof. some cloth and some stuff bronze and some wood 
I mean, Ben, I had some of that in my house. You, you can have it. Quite... <laughs> I would have willingly given it to you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it, it seems like the wit. It says you can get weapons, so I'm going to keep buying more energy drinks and slowly killing myself to see if we can actually get a weapon. If you drink enough, you might hallucinate you're in ancient Egypt, you know. So. <laughs> Agent Egypt? Ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Agent Egypt. Well, you know, he is technically Agent Egypt. So <laughs> that sounds like an American. <laughs> that sounds like Rockstar mixed with it's it's what Agent became. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, that's a, that's a good uh, segue because at least it has something in common with a Rockstar game because it has water dwelling you know, reptiles in it. So, um, oh, I'm very confused now and i'm in suspense please tell us more well of course the red dead redemption 2 trailer oh, uh, I, I keep seeing the trailer pop up and i click skip because <sighs> it's red dead ben ben <laughs> ben well, well, you, you, can go, you can go sit in the corner and play <laughs> Doc battle for a minute, all right? okay see you guys <laughs> uh, so yes uh the red dead redemption 2 trailer came out this week after much hoo-ha um it's looking promising and does indeed look to be some sort of prequel, maybe sort of sequel. I think the, the common theory at the minute is it will take place before, during and after the times of John Marston. So you may get to see John Marston before he was uh, redeemed, if you will. and uh, But not following his story. So you'll be following the story of Arthur Morgan, and which is, I don't know what he's half off, other than a Morgan. But he is definitely the lead character of this game. Um, yeah, it looks cool. There is indeed a bit of a swamp in it that has alligators, by look at it. So that's interesting in terms of where the setting might be, whether it's going to be one setting or span across several. We don't know. It's Rockstar's first uh, foray into this generation proper, you know, because obviously GTA Five was a sort of, cross-gen in a lot of ways that they had to compensate for so yeah i I mean can we not be excited for this surely yes we have to be excited for it um i know i am but then i am a rock star blowhard and we know ben isn't because ben is the opposite of that um but gary how did you feel about the red dead redemption 2 trailer i thought it was a very good trailer um Obviously, Rockstar, you just can't really say Rockstar is going to do a bad game because they don't. Like, technically, their games are always fantastic. Uh, whether it's a, whether you like them or not, that's your personal opinion, but technically, they are always fantastic games. Um, but for me, like I've said multiple times, the Old West just isn't my favorite location or time period. Um and even though I loved the original Red Dead Redemption, um, especially like the co-op in that game with my friends, it was a lot of fun. And the Undead Nightmare is still one of my favorite add-ons to any game. But I always did feel that it was just a boring location. It was just a lot of empty nothingness, just desert and trees everywhere. There seems to be a bit more variety going on the trailers we've seen so far. Especially, as I said, now seeing Swampland, seeing proper mountain ranges and forests going on for ages, bigger towns, smaller towns, you know. So 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm still going to pick it up. Uh, I already know that. Um, but it's not exactly at the top of my hype list. But the trailer was good. Uh, the lighting was fantastic. The graphics obviously looked really good. I'm sure it's running on the GTA 5 engine. I don't think they built a new engine for this. Oh, no, um, because they've optimized that for PC anyway. So it is bound to make it better. No problem. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see it actually running gameplay-wise. I know they the trailer was done with the in-game engine and in-game graphics, but I really want to see the actual gameplay of the game um, oh, to see how much it's actually changed from 5 or if it's just the blueprint of 5 with the Old West setting. Um, because we know in 5 they took aspects from like the last three games they made and they put it into one game and it worked really well for them. Um I'm hoping to see what they did with the gameplay here. Um, I'm assuming it's going to have the three or maybe four person this time character change. You can switch between characters. I won't be surprised if they do that, especially since you're playing with the posse now instead of just the one character. Yeah. But, Which is, um, yeah, I think that could well be the mixing of the two things from TTA five, if you will, of, having a multi-character perspective, but also having a co-op idea of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I theorized this, this week as well, that just given it seems to top around the timeline perhaps a bit, that it may um, change switching characters for switching between certain points in time. Um, obviously not like you know, huge gaps. We're not talking like it's going to be in the Wild West and then modern day, but you know, over like maybe a period of 10 years or something, you know, in the same sort of area. I mean, rough theory. In that. It's just seeing some of the things that are are in the game in terms of technology and characters looks. It's a tiny possibility. They'll do something, they'll build on what they have done before because that is Rockstar's way. As we've said before, there's always something in their last game that is an experiment for the next. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, Red Dead Redemption's multiplayer was a con- continuation of GTA 4s and also the building blocks, uh, part of the building blocks for GTA 5s and GTA Online, um, as was Max Payne's uh, introduction, Freed's introduction of Cruise, which of course carried over into GTA 5. So, yeah, all this stuff, there's got to be something in GTA 5 that uh, carries on. I would imagine co op is the big thing in that sort of sense but obviously not designed in the sense that it would lose quality by being played on your own yeah for sure i wonder though if if they'll do like a full-on story mode co-op this time Mm. like if you're doing heists in that game it'd be cool to do the story mode heist see if if they had had full story mode co-op then i'll get excited I mean, it's the way forward in a lot of ways, but I also think it would damage the game in a lot of ways. If it, it's finding that balance. Uh, there's a lot of games that are very good as a co-op experience, but then as a single player are just dead. They just don't do it. I, I think of Ghost Recon Wildlands, which on your own is just a very boring version of Metal Gear Solid Five with a bigger map. Um, and Whereas in multiplayer, it's a hoot because you're just peeling around a huge map just doing what you want but yeah it, it needs people so I, I if anyone was to do it then rockstar would probably be the one i would say that, that could uh, cross that balance 
but more than anything, I'd, I'd prefer there's a good single player story in there first and foremost. If, if they can do that and add co-op, brilliant, brilliant. I'd love that. Um, Alfonso, how did you feel about it? I constantly watch that trailer over and over, over and over the day it got released. It, it looks, it looks beautiful. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I agree with Gary that Rockstar doesn't make bad games. Um, just take example, Grand, um, Grand Theft Auto Five. They made little tweaks, added to the PS4, and look how much they sell. And knowing that that Red Dead Two is not a remaster and it's coming fresh out of the box, I feel they might have even more success than the PS4 PS4 version of Grand Theft Auto yeah. Five. So, I mean, by the by the time Red Dead Redemption Two does come out. It's going to have been four and a half years between that and uh, GTA Five, and uh, they've obviously been working on this before they'd finished GTA Five. So it's this nice, lengthy production, and so very few companies doing that still now. Actually, doing that with the games, I think CD Projekt Red would be one of them that would you know, take their time and make the game they want to make without any sort of pressure because they've got the money now. You know, especially as in Rockstar are the same. That even though they're owned by Take Two, you know, they can turn around and go, "Yeah, well, you know, if, if you rush us, we're not going to make the game we want to make, and it's going to you're going to suffer, not us." Uh, they're in a very unique position in terms of uh, a developer. In that case, um, anything else you wanted to say, sorry, on that, Alfonso? No, just just ready for it to come out. That's yeah. It. Uh, spring. spring, yeah, spring, spring, spring. spring. Yeah, I thought, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, I mean, the first one I think was came out around the time I moved in with my now wife, which is seven years ago, and it's uh, it's mad to think that it'll be eight years since that one time that comes out. And um, yeah, one of one of the first games I got to play in proper HD on the PS3 as well, and just the change was just. Wow, mind blowing. The the only shame I always had about Red Dead Redemption was the uh, story was spoiled before I even got to play it, and I I was only like a week late in playing it. So it's, uh, I think twenty ten just happened to be one of those very bad years for spoilers. I found and then, and that was before Twitter was a big thing. Unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, I had that heavy rain. Something else spoiled. I think it was God of War. Three as well. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, talk, it's talking about the spoiler. I think the only game that I can remember not being spoiled because the community actually didn't want to spoil it was The Last of Us. Um, I did not see spoilers for that game for probably four or five months. Mm. And Bioshock Infinite, actually, I found as well. Because yeah, it's like people because wanted they're... people to actually play the game instead of spoiling it for them, which was something unheard of in my opinion, at the time. I think it's also because stuff like Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us, it's a bit harder to describe why, you know, describe what that spoiler would be without, you know, and so the people that would normally be absolute dicks about it and say, oh, <laughs> this person died, that's it, that's enough to ruin a story, yeah? And it, because any idiot can say that, whereas if you've got a bit more nuance to your ending, that same person's not going to be able to explain why how the end of Bioshock Infinite works, for instance. 
there. So yeah, more stories like that. Less twatty spoilers on Twitter. So yeah, that would be fun. Uh, on a side note, there. Um, I was going to talk about something else after that. Uh, da, 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 da. It was about the uh, PS Vita or not the PS Vita, as I should say. Um, yeah, Sony have come out just to stick the older needle into the wound again for the Vita and say that they're not likely to be a successor basically to that because uh, they're pretty much focusing on the home console market. It's not really a surprise given... I mean, yes, people will point to the Switch and say, yeah, but look, the Switch did this thing. It's like, yeah, the, again, the Switch did a new iteration of what the Vita was trying to do, which again, I keep pointing this out. The amount of times people say, oh, Sony will copy Nintendo's ideas. I found it to be the opposite way a few times that uh, Nintendo, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo refine the ideas. Yeah, the, the... Like the move, everyone says the move was a copy of the Wii, but if you go back, the yeah, move yeah. was prototyped. I-toy. Yeah, the iToy was the uh, prototype of that. Well, no, they actually prototyped the actual uh, move on the PS2. Oh, I know, yes, but also on the PS2 you had the iToy, which was yeah. a motion control video game. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's entirely like that. And yes, um, the Vita was very much started, was designed to be you know, console level gaming on the move, but and yeah, the iteration was different. Of course, Sony being Sony, they lose interest if anything doesn't go quite to plan, um, and they have other options available. It seems, which at the time with Vita, sadly, was that they had a console that was doing well. And it's like, well, we'll concentrate on that. No point losing money here. I mean, games are still coming out for the Vita, so it's not dead yet, but it's uh, it's pretty damning i think at this point it's like if you want to do mobile games it's clearly got to be something closer to the switch but if they do that then they're pretty much copying something that's already done so what's the point because we've as we've discussed ad nauseum on this very podcast if you're going to copy someone's idea you need to do it in your own way because yeah so um basically what was said was um andrew house in the house president of sony interactive entertainment said that the company has not see a huge market opportunity for handheld devices following the uh, lackluster response to the PSV era in Western markets. Uh, basically, he was asked if they were going to go toe-to-toe with a Nintendo Switch, and he said the Nintendo device is a hybrid device that's a different approach and strategy. We have not seen that as being a huge market opportunity. The Vita experience was that outside of Japan and Asia. There was not a huge demand. The lifestyle shift towards the dominance of smartphones as a single key device that is always with you was the determining factor. Now, yeah, I think the biggest thing about Nintendo stuff is it has its rabid fan base that will be quite loyal to that idea of being portable and Nintendo have been very good in the portable game for many many years um, Sony don't have that and I think it's, it's trying to, to find a way of doing it risk free they won't bother at this point they want to be safe they want the money that they are making to not get damaged by you know, putting out another Vita and hoping it doesn't fail this time. Even if the reasons for it failing are pretty much their own, you know, in terms of like uh, the memory card support. Um, AAA support, I mean, the Switch is getting, you know, support, if you will, but at the minute it's mostly indies to back up the main roster, which is a smart move because exactly what Sony did with the, with the PS4 to you know, build it up during the leaner months of its initial launch. 
But uh, yeah, AAA stuff died off on Vita very quickly because the ones that did try didn't do it properly. They, they just thought, oh, well, motion controls and touchpad stuff, we'll have to have that. We'll, we'll find a way of putting it in, but then they try and build a game around it rather than make the game, you know, and then see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, not surprising to me. Alfonso, was it surprising to you that there will probably not be a PSV or two? No, I'm not surprised. Like you said, if Sony doesn't see the product doing well, they're going to focus on the party that is. And right now, for them, that's the PS4 and PSVR. That's what's making their money. So they're going to continue focusing on that until they decide to release next, or if they decide to make another PSVR or the PS5. I'm not mad at them. That's the best strategy for them to do. In mm. my opinion, I think the Vita is a great console. I still have mods. So I still play mods all the time. Yeah, it's it's amazing to um, it's amazing to hear that even though Sony has given up on it, games are still being made for it. Yeah, because there is an audience for it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Just, it's unfortunately not an audience enough for Sony to care at this point. Celavi, though, eh? Vie. Um Ben, what about you? It's a shame because the Vita was amazing. Uh, but with the with so many smartphones being so powerful nowadays, if you're going to game, you're going to game on your smartphone because who really is going to bring multiple devices? Most people will just bring their smartphone with them. And with all the amount of games on that, I can see why. And now with this, yeah, I can, I can see why they're not going to bother. The market's already got enough. Yeah, and I mean, this is the difference. It's like, I can see where Vita's uh, appealing to most you know, gamers that will play a lot of games, you know, in terms of, oh, yeah, something else to play on the yeah. portable. That's what I loved about it, playing stuff, especially indies, which tend, was probably the reason it's still alive now. Yeah. Um, was a game changer with that. I played far more of them than I ever did any of the attempts at doing you know, big budget games on there. And so, yeah, it had that niche. It probably should have just started with that niche. But, you know, the indie market was very different when the Vita came out. It wasn't really as big a thing as it is now. If it maybe come out a year later in tandem or so, or something in tandem with the PS4, maybe it would have done better. But uh, Especially, yeah, it would have had, like, I think we would have almost a switch situation in that case because you'd have had remote play being pushed. Yeah, but I think Sony aren't quite as good at that sort of thing. Just, I mean, even now, stuff like the remote player stuff is mm, all right. Like, you know, the PS Now system is it's fine. You know, if you've got a, a low rent, steady internet, you're yeah. probably better off than someone who's got really high, fast internet that dips. Because, I mean, that's been my problem with like PS Now and stuff yeah. is that literally I've got fast enough internet to run it multiple times over but if it because it's so high if it dips anything that's it it just cuts the connection it not even doesn't even have to just cut the connection it, it, you know, completely it just will cut out because it's too much um which is sad and unfortunate but yeah it's ideas like that hopefully they'll take something from what nintendo have done with the switch in in future but um, i think it won't be a direct thing at this point. Gary, what about you? Um, it's no surprise. 
they had every opportunity to to succeed and they failed on both accounts simply because of their own mistakes. Uh, oh, I wouldn't call the PSP a mistake. They sold really well. It didn't feel like it. Maybe, I think, again... Okay, it sold hardware very well, yeah. but developers didn't want to develop for it because people were pirating the shit out of their game for yeah. it. Which so is why it happened. <laughs> so they fixed that with the Vita, and software sales were better than hardware sales because of yeah. the absolute joke that is the memory cards they released for them. Um and the price of those memory cards to this day have never shifted in price whatsoever. They've remained the exact same price. And it's complete bullshit. Yeah, this rate oh. we'll be able to buy a terabyte. <laughs> terabyte of something else for the same prices. So, yeah, sorry, you were saying, Gary, at the end of that. Yes. Um, so it, it is sad for me that they won't be doing another one, but it now opens up the idea of what are they going to do with all the PS1 classics that are played on the Vita? Like, you still haven't moved them over to the PS4. Are you just going to let them die out and not do anything with them? Um, something has to be done with that, in my opinion. Uh, PlayStation Now is, I think, a year behind in what they're planning to do at this point. Mm. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they start to release PS4 games on there, but 75-80% of those PS4 games are just PS3 games that were released on the PS4 that were already on PS Now as PS3 games, but are now as PS4 games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is just sad, but um, they have to do something. Um, I, I get that the the market for it is not liable anymore but you know they announced the playstation mobile games uh, about two years ago and we haven't seen anything on those so have they given up on that as well is the ps4 is their main thing now um to me that's kind of like what it is um especially now that they've cut down on support for the ps now as well it's really hard for me to understand why they keep cutting so many things but yet releasing playstation vr for example um it's great and all but it would have been a lot cheaper just to partner with one that was already out there you spend all the money on it and i obviously don't know the sale numbers for vr they just released an article showcasing 100 vr games which is great if people actually bought a lot of vr games which they don't they buy the ones that are the top tier, like Batman VR, Resident Evil 7, which technically isn't a VR game. It just has a VR mode. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really sad to me uh, that they had two chances to do it, and they gave up on the Vita a lot sooner than I thought they would. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems so long since that. It's probably been around longer with them not supporting. Yes, apologies, we've had slight technical hiccups today. Yeah, my mic uh, keeps dying, and it's annoying. Which uh, keeps affecting the recording. So we did just end with Gary talking about something, and I can't remember what it was now, because it's been a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about some other stuff outside of that. 
That's fine. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I mean, let's move on. That was the news. Vita's not happening again. That, that's the, the takeaway from that last bit. Um, but yeah, I suppose we'll get on to the other bit of the show, which is uh, what we've been playing, yo. Um, I will honestly say straight away that I have very little to say here because I can't talk about the main thing I've been playing for the last week and a bit because it's still not uh, ready. So All I know is it's going to give it to you. So we'll have to wait till next week for that one, sadly. Um, it's going to give it to you. going to give it to you. It's not XCOM, Ben. <laughs> XCOM already came out. Right. That was good. Um, what I can talk about... Oh, Christ, I've literally played three games and I can only talk about two of them. Um, yeah, For- Fortnite's Battle Royale. Now that it's live, I've been playing more of that. Um, the squad mode of it. It's good fun. I haven't tried it's- squad yet, but on the single player but- one, I got to eighth place. Yeah, well, that's good. I made it to like um, 11th. For, Only because know, I was hiding in a corner. I didn't yeah, shoot anyone much. or do I, anything. I pretty much lucked out on landing on the right part of the island early on. And it's like, yeah, I'll stay here. Like a couple of guys walked past my path. And I'd just like, yeah, I'll stay here until they notice me. They didn't notice me. <laughs> so when I, I was went into killed. a house and then built a wall on the roof and then hid in the roof. You see, this is what I like about <laughs> Fortnite's version of this is that you have that building stuff. It's like you can sort of trick people into thinking you're in something by having like building like a, a small re- room or something. And like, oh, hang on, why is that there? Someone must be in it, sort of thing. And yeah, it's cool. I, yeah, I find it quite fun. I'd say um, if Unchained is to do a a live stream thing, that uh, doing squads on that wouldn't be a, a go and miss. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes four of us. Yeah, there's at least sometimes four of us there, so we do all right. Yeah. <laughs> and this is free to play i can just download and play yeah, or that play. yeah yeah it's separate from fortnite itself so yeah. uh so it's a free-to-play game mm. yeah which currently has no microtransactions or anything which is yeah yet oh, yeah. <laughs> well they said that the uh, uh the character outfits will be part of my track oh yeah, yeah. When, when that happens at the minute you don't really get much choice in but that's, it's just the cosmetic outfits so I had to laugh though the, the day it went live, the amount of whinging and complaining people did about stuff that wasn't in it yet for a game that is free, completely free. I must admit, the only thing that pissed that annoyed me is the fact that you can't pick your character. Yeah, but you know, as I said, it's free. It's yeah, but I like bare- little, I like to be able to pick my character. Sure, it's like better. At the minute, it seems you're going to be one character type, which is soldier type. Yeah, because obviously other characters have certain advantages. Um, like the double jumps and stuff. So I get why they're restricting it at the minute. Um, I would have liked to be able to pick the character though, or even if it's just pick male or female. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm not I want the whole selection of characters, just you know the ones that you already get randomly picked. Mm. Yeah, because they do have like a procedurally generated version of each character. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's still. I'm sure it will come in time. Eventually. Eventually, but as it stands, it's quite fun for what it is. Games can be take twenty minutes. They could take two minutes, depending on what happens. So I wish uh, mine take two minutes. Every time I've been in, it's like half an hour later, and you're still in it. You're like. I ran into well, someone just to die because I wanted to... <laughs> just well, end it. <laughs> I had a match where like 
I thought I'd land on a prime spot on top of a roof and be all right. But someone had already landed down there. and Several other people had the same idea as me. And the person who'd landed already had a rocket launcher. So it was like everyone was dead instantly when they hit the ground. That's the only thing I want to say is I've heard that most of the weapons are always in the same spot. Yeah, but that's the idea, I suppose, is to get you to be like, oh, okay, this is where I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. But to be honest, they're so ordinary most of the time it's not really worth seeking out and you know then at least where you shouldn't go if you don't want to get in trouble but I finally found out how to crouch I forgot how to do that for the first few matches and I had to google when someone shotgunned me in the face that was crouching I was like how did he do that <laughs> yeah because crouching isn't in Fortnite normally no. so it's like yeah because that's normally the grenade button so. yeah, I was like, how the hell did he do that which, yeah, left me fumbling when I was actually had a grenade for the first time. I was like, oh, no, this isn't the button. It's the crouch button. Oh, I'm dead. Don't mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's good fun. What is it? it's like, I'm surprised that many weeks later I'm still playing Fortnite. It's uh, uh, Even though I sort of peaked out. I was disappointed in the main game once you got to the second area is that it is pretty much the same thing again. And it's like I thought, oh, it would be nice and different and you know, have some sort of different style to it but no it's pretty much the same again in a lot of ways which is a shame but yeah the, this has definitely added something to it that's nice and interesting but yeah that, that's it really for what i've played um ben what about you i have played some destiny 2 and final fantasy 14 oh i know shocking don't shocking. wait i can't wait till south park because then i'll be playing that all the time all the time until it's finished. And You'll be finished. Forget to day. bring a towel. <laughs> I guarantee it, Ben. You'll be finished in one day, having found a, a glitch in it that let you finish <laughs> the game in ten minutes. Uh, probably. I know. I know. Uh, and that's know. what I've been doing on Destiny Two. Those glitching out the map. Like uh, <laughs> my mate showed me, there's a nice one in the raid. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to do anything difficult for this one, right? You go to the main room. And you've got to defend the, these little flags from enemies, right? Yeah. But I think it's near the Warwick's room. I can't remember exactly which room it is, but it's the one with the plants. There's a box. And if you jump on that box and jump towards the wall of the raid, you can get up onto like a ledge. And then if yeah. you look to the right where the wall is, you know, the whole wall, yeah, just the wall around the building. Uh, where the corner is, where the, the the wall's supposed to connect, there's nothing there. You can just walk out the map. <laughs> All you have to do is jump up. Uh, on uh, Io, I think it was, or Ness- Nessus, I think it is, uh, when you land on the planet, if you go forward, then go right, you'll go into like a cavey area. If you jump up to the rock, uh, to the side of you there, uh, if you look up, there's like a ledge. If you jump up on that ledge, you can then jump up from that ledge and just jump out the map. <laughs> There's so many areas where they haven't finished actually making the game. I mean, yeah, like the entire game. Sure, <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar. If if I remember, yeah. back when I started being on this podcast, what someone called Ben Shilabir Hall was saying about the first Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could glitch out. Uh, in, yeah, because the PS4 has the uh, exclusive strike. Yeah. If you're on Xbox, you can glitch out of the Earth map into the exclusive strike. Blimey. Of course, nothing actually spawns because it's not there. It's just the the, the location. 
but you can't glitch yourself into the PlayStation 4 strike on the Xbox. You <laughs> won't get anything. There's nothing to kill, there's nothing there, but the area is there. Madness. So yeah, yeah, not as bad as Destiny 1 where I could walk through and find the incredible DLC areas that are ready to be made. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but it could, that was the easiest game to glitch though. All you had to do was drive, you had to get your sparrow, right? You had to drive to any wall, park your sparrow next to the wall so you're facing towards it, and then jump out your sparrow. Yeah. And it <laughs> would clip you through the graphics. That's all you oh, have to yeah. do. I remember you saying. <laughs> uh, huh. So that, that that's your games for the week. Yeah. Until cool. South Park. Until the South Park, which is two, three weeks away, I think. Two weeks, I think, so like the fourteenth. Seventeenth, I think. But it depends on where it is. Um but yes, by by you know, by the by, it'll be over to around the next two weeks or so. And I shall review uh, it hopefully. This is the fingers the elves are crossed, as they say. Anyway, that was my week. That was your week. Cool. Alfonso, you've been away a while, so surely you must have played some games in that time. Of course you have. You are the platinum chasing machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Still yep. going through that. Halfway through the crushing, but it's getting difficult, so I put that on pause. Finally started Titanfall 2. Oh. <laughs> I should read it as well. Someday. I love it. I, I truly love it. But I haven't gotten to play much of it. Because my brother's playing Destiny 2. Which I haven't started yet. I'm waiting, to him, waiting for him to finish. So I can play it by myself. Because I don't like going back and forth. Fonzie, uh, huh? you don't finish Destiny 2. It there's never no, ends. There's no, well, actually, no, to be no, honest, no. I finished Destiny 2. <laughs> no, when it he, when he comes to my brother, he's just the type to play the story and then that's it. He doesn't touch it again, so I'm just waiting for him to finish the story. So he I can go through everything. That game doesn't have a story. It does. It has a really good story in Destiny 2. Lies, Ben. Lies and deceit. Why well, it does. It... Alright, okay. Real talk. Is anyone? Uh, is it going to be better than Titanfall Two story? That's the question. Well, I've never been Titanfall Titanfall Two story, so it's a rhetorical question, Ben. It isn't better than Titanfall Two story. <laughs> 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 but does Titanfall Two have you fight on a spaceship that is about to destroy the sun because reasons? I no. read that in the comic book. <laughs> you get to, but you get to smash robots against each other, so. What about the, the part of the story where you get a tank that doesn't have guns? Yeah, but that's right. a terrible design. That's a terrible design choice. Let's <laughs> build a tank what? with no weaponry. So an APC, basically. <laughs> Even that has a fifty caliber machine gun on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this tank has a gun on it. You just can't use it. Wow. Because I think you just made the point for us. Titanfall 2. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I'm, I'm, Sorry. Really, I'm trying to think of the most stupidest story parts. That's why. <laughs> oh, what about when the main villain that you've been chasing forever dies for some reason? Possibly. We don't know. The story ends. What's and just... burning, Ben? Well, we don't know. It, it just cuts away. We don't even know what happened. And it never goes back to it. I've got no idea. 
it'll come back to it in the three expansion packs that you have to buy again with the full game for full price. I don't know what happened with the story. It just happens. And then something happens. And then Vex Milk for some reason. So Titanfall 2. Yeah, it's good. Bonzi. <laughs> yeah, for what I play so far, I don't know. To me, it kind of has a Destiny feel to it when it comes to mechanics. Not in terms of the robot. In terms of, you know, when you're playing as the, the soldier. But playing as the robot, that's my favorite part with all the different... um abilities you can use with Titan. Like I said, I want to play more, but our brother in this Destiny 2 is prolonging me from doing so. But most of my focus is, has been on um, playing the, the Naruto Remastered Trilogy 1-3. through three. So I've been mostly playing that. Other than that, that's, that's it, really. Cool. Excellent. Um, that leaves Gary, who's going to talk about the likes of SteamWorld Dig 2, I believe. I am playing that game, and that game is fantastic. Woohoo! But that's a I haven't lost yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a surprise to me. The first Steam War Dig was a great surprise in that it was actually really fun to play. Um, I beat that game in one sitting. I think it took me like six hours. I was so hooked on it. Um, and just like that game, I'm completely hooked on this one. Um Wow. I didn't think they'd do anything better than what they did with Steamward Heist, which was the next game they did, which is a, kind of like a turn-based strategy shooter uh, set in the Steamward Dig universe. Um, that game was fantastic. And then here's Steamward Dig 2, and it's pretty much, it takes what made the first game so good, and it ums the ante and pretty much addresses every issue that the first game had. Um and it's so fun to play. Like, just digging holes. That's all you do. You're digging holes. You're mining stuff. And it's so much fun. Um, it's very impressive that they were able to create a world where you can pretty much dig this massive hole in the ground and you can never get stuck. Because um, they, they place specific points on a map where there's solid rock that no matter what you can dig through and you're able to climb out if you want to dig through the entire map um which you can do if you want to um they added grappling hooks to it so you can use a grappling hook to kind of climb up a lot faster uh the combat is more entertaining the bosses are super fun in the game the the story is really interesting right now um i have a feeling there's going to be some tears involved at the end uh <laughs> from the way things are going right now. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Steam War Dig 2. Uh, it's one of my favorite indie games this year. Uh, and probably on the PS4 in general. Uh, definitely check it out. Wow. That's, uh, that's strong. Very strong. Yeah. Is there any games you'd like to see it? That's, uh, that's saying something. I mean, yeah. very liking games. It's a shock. Like, it's like they thought of everything. Like, oh, you're so deep down, instead of making you climb out, let's create a shortcut here where you can just use that to go all the way back to the surface and upgrade your gear. Wow. How easy is that? You know, like, and, and they're placed in, in such great places um, where you don't feel like you have to, like, it's a chore to go to them. Like, they're specifically placed in parts where they know you're going to run out of uh, torch for your uh, lamp. 
So you're going to need to get more fuel. So you have to go back up and it automatically recharges there. And like they know exactly when you're going to run out of stuff for you to be able to go and replenish all your resources. It's it's all very well thought out that I never feel like it's a chore for me to do anything in that game. Like you have three uh, spots in your inventory to collect minerals, uh, which you then sell for gold to upgrade your gear. Um, and each of the three slots can hold uh, a certain amount of a certain gem. So if you get a big gem, it takes like a whole slot in your inventory. If you get a whole bunch of small gems, you can carry four in one slot. Um, and you quickly start running out, but like I said, you never feel like, oh shit, I have to dump a whole bunch of these shitty minerals so I can carry this big one. You can just go straight back up with the, with with a shortcut. Uh, it's like this tube that they built into the ground. You just go up the tube and it takes you back up oh, to nice. the surface. Dump it off, go back, and collect the stuff that you haven't collected. Everything remains exactly how you left it. Every hole you've dug, nothing gets replaced. Enemies don't respawn. It's like one giant procedurally generated world. And wow. it's incredible how they've been able to do it. Um, yes, you can lose gems if like solid rocks fall down and destroy them. Uh, and there are solid rocks. If you destroy the foundation too much, the weight of the rocks will crumble uh, through the ground and destroy everything you've pretty much created. So you have to dig strategically uh, to a point as well. But yeah, very well done game. Very well done. Um, I, I've heard it's, it's a little short, which I'm kind of sad about. Um, it's a little longer than the first game, but not by much, but yeah, I, I'm completely hooked on that game. Quality over quantity, as they say. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Anything else you've been playing that you can talk about anyway this week? Um, I can't talk about it, but I can say that I have been playing, uh, Battle Chasers Night War, which is coming out next week. Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday or Friday, I don't remember. Um, I can say that I've been playing that, and I can, but I can't really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game. That's it. Unfortunately, uh, well, obviously, if people looked at it, it's it's a it's it's a like a Diablo torchlight crossover, a dungeon crawler, but yeah. with traditional turn-based Final Fantasy combat. Um. And it works incredibly well. Believe me when I tell you that. Um, it's from the guys who did Darksiders. Um, oh. They've now rebranded as Airship Syndicate. Um, and uh, the artist that worked on the Darksiders did all the art for this game because Battle Chases is actually his comic book that he wrote back in the late 90s, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, by the same name. And he's continuing it here with the game. But it is a very good game. And it's got a lot more depth than I thought it did uh, at first. There's a shit ton of content in the game. Um, so stay tuned for that review. That's coming soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> but yeah, on PlayStation, that's all I played. But Blended. I have been playing a certain mini system as well. <laughs> certain mini system. <laughs> Yeah, like like we're suddenly going to skirt around that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of mini systems. Uh, there's the PS One Mini, 
Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. version they did back in the day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could count the Vita as a mini system, really, because it plays like PS1 games. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, in that case, you could call the Vita Box a PS1 Mini. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the Vita it, TV. Yeah, basically. Look at that, Nintendo. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Copy <laughs> even, we even when we don't try to talk about them, somehow go back to that. You could remote play with it as well, couldn't you? Yeah. Now, let's just say this, though. We may have mentioned Nintendo repeatedly, but it's telling that we don't mention the other one. <laughs> it's bad thing. <laughs> That's because none, none of us played the other one. I nearly <laughs> bought the other one. And then I realised there was nothing I wanted to buy, so... Yeah, that's uh, pretty much how I feel. I've felt about that for a long time. I mean, well, let, let, Let's switch this up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just point out before... I know we've done that bit now, um, but... Didn't oh, get around to it. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, just saying, um, obviously the Plus games out this month and tellingly now that's so several months in a row that the quality has definitely gone up in terms of uh who would have thought if you add the increase the cost you'll increase the rewards i mean it's not just that because let's not forget when playstation plus came out on ps3 it wasn't till over three years into the uh life cycle of the console as it was and games of a certain size and quality didn't really start happening till about a year and a bit in I think it was 2011, 2012 before you started getting the likes of say I say quality with the, uh, the older air quotes up uh, Far Cry 2 um, oh God, the, game, the only first person shooter game I've never been able to play yeah and then yeah there was lots of lovely lovely games uh, obviously America had very different to England and such because it was weird then but yeah, like you got to 2012 and it was like, which, you know, need we say it was like nearly six years removed from the original release date of the PlayStation 3. And that's when you got the likes of, say, Just Cause 2 and uh, Saints Row 2 and Infamous 2 and Little Planet 2, all the twos. Um, no, yeah. Got Infamous Second Sons. Yeah, the quality level went up pretty much as the PS3 was dying. You know, so... It's kind of not surprising that it's taken a few years for it to really find its stride here. You know, this generation started at the start of this generation with PS Plus, whereas the last one didn't. So it felt like it was more of a wow, there's there's all these great big games, Plus is brilliant like that, but it did take a long time for Plus to get those sort of games. It was all very small games, old games. I mean, to the point where you got uh, Sega games and such, which is no bad thing, obviously. We got the likes of um. Ah, do you remember that one good month, Gary? Where we also where we got like Streets of Rage two and Sonic and Sonic two and Golden Axe and all that. Oh one. yeah, that was when the PS4 launched. Actually, it was very close to uh, a little after. Actually, I believe where we got all those amazing games on the PS3. Apparently, it was March 2012. Oh, never mind then. Oh, February, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah, they they released a whole bunch of sorry, yeah, February, sorry, February it was in and then it went in March. So yeah, Altered Beast, Comic Zone, Golden Axe, Sonic One and Two, Streets of Rage Two, all that one. Oh, what a month. Does it ever get better? No. Let's be honest. <laughs> it never got better after that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just quit while your head's only 
yeah. But yeah, you look into that year that you know, PlayStation 4 was coming out, you had crazy good games, and you can see why people got nuts when PS4 came along and it wasn't the same. Because just go off the top of my head, you had Deus Ex Human Revolution, you had Uncharted 3, the single player only, um, X Got My Enemy Unknown, you had Sleeping Dogs, you had Demon's Souls, you had Tekken 6, Plants vs. Zombies, Spec Ops The Line. It went on and on and on, let's put it this way. Uh, yeah. I think around the launch, you had the likes of Hitman Absolution. And yeah, it was, they did really well with it. I think that annoyed people that they were expecting that from the bat, uh, off the bat with PS4, which just never was going to happen. Uh, it's Most of those games had been out at least a couple of years by the time they got to Plus at that point. It was only if a game was selling poorly. They it's just one of those things, Neil, where you give something to somebody for so long and they think that it's a requirement at that point and yeah, I mean, should be what they want, not what you want. Let's be honest, it, it was Sony's way back in. Yeah, it was how they got back into the race, so to speak, and how they ended up catching Xbox in the end because it's like they gave strong, strong games out and yeah, you know, for a brief time, Xbox may have been saying, "Oh, look, all these great games we can have on Games with Gold." Which, again, all games have pretty much been out on PS Plus in the years between. And yet, now again, don't you don't you could even have to argue that PlayStation Four is having a very good time of it again with the uh, annoying for me this week because uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was one of them, and of course, I bought that last month uh, again. Just thinking, oh, okay, uh, you know, I'll get it now. It's cheap because. Wait, wait, wait. You bought it again? <laughs> yeah. I, I had that with big games. I don't tend to keep physical copies of games very often. So, yeah, like, say, GTA Five, I've bought multiple times. Because it's like, oh, I'm not going to play it for a while. So I'll just buy it again when I get the chance. It's like the same with this. It's like, so, yeah, this time I bought a digital copy because it was in the sale. It was cheap. So what you're uh, saying is the reason why GTA Five has sold so many copies is because of you. Yeah, people like me. It's like... Oh, just you. You bought, you bought a million copies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Amnesia I reviewed last year the Amnesia collection so yeah, I've got that so not good for me in terms of new things but I would definitely recommend both games I would say Amnesia collection if you want to see where most modern horror games get their ideas from that's where it's still quite effective as a series and Machine for Pigs is very much underrated as a game which is uh, by the Chinese room who are now um folded for a while it seems wait what's it called amnesia collection oh for, no it's not about pigs oh a machine for pigs yeah that sounds amazing it's not probably what you think but yes <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. it's not like pigs on motorcycles i, I promise you man. Uh-huh. it's a horror game uh-huh. i was hoping more pig hogs of war than that Oh, no, the, no, the Amnesia games are pretty much like the. Oh, the, I thought the game oh, oh, is called Amnesia Machine. I thought it's just called <laughs> Machine for Pigs. Yeah, Machine for Pigs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember seeing that game being announced. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Amnesia, I remember Metal Gear 5, but I don't remember a game called Machine for Pigs. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like the art I've always wanted to do again. You, know, you take titles literally and just make a game based like that. It's always fun. 
But I guess it could be a basic. Oh, it is about a butcher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Machine for pigs. So. Yeah. So yeah. Them sausages. I just thought I'd point that out because I was looking at that earlier and thinking, oh, yeah, it's really good stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else of interest in that this month? Ah, just I have to check because compulsion, compulsion. And I clicked the wrong thing. Sorry, Skyforce anniversary is another one we're getting for the PS4. Oh yeah, looks pretty cool. Never played it. Never even heard of it. It must be a new game coming out. Um, Hustle Kings is on it again. Which is, uh, I'm sure that's been on. I know, right? I feel like it has been on. I don't um, think it has. It's just been given away a few times for, you know, like... I think it's had a trial. I think that's what it is. I, I know you. it was one of the games you got. You could have got for free during the PSN outage, if I'm rightly. And it was one of the games you got with the Vita TV. Yeah. Sorry, just just to point it out there, then uh, the list, the lineup is Metal Gear Solid Five on PS4, as is Amnesia Collection, Monster Jam Battlegrounds on PS3, as is Hustle Kings, Hugh, which is on Vita and PS4, who looked quite cool for what it is a platformer that relies on change of color, and Skyforce Anniversary on PS3 and PS4. So PS4 has four whole games this month again. It has one that I think so it has the oh rigs, rigs. and that's you, of course. Uh, available for PSVR and general use. Yeah. Um, just uh, by comparison point, um, Xbox Games Gold has gone home, which again has already been on ours, and uh, the Turing Test, which hasn't, uh, I'm going to point that smelling, spelling mistake I've seen. It's not called the Turning Test. <laughs> uh, Rayman is free HD and Medal of Honor Airborne, which is, yeah, sure. <laughs> I want those games, I guess. Oh yeah, it's like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, the turning test will be amazing in VR. Turning test. It's <laughs> like one turn part. left. Yes, way trophy. <laughs> one part you're driving the first. We should also mention you get uh, the the hand of God's Coast Beta starting October 17th. It's like the um, Smite uh, card game, isn't it? Yeah, the Smite yeah. strategy card game. Yeah, oh, right, which yeah. actually looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I've been I playing the Smite alpha, uh, uh, Paladin's Alpha on, P- on Android that I can't talk about, and it's been fun. <laughs> you just talked about it. <laughs> well, they, they announced it was a thing, but I can't talk about the thing in it. All right, but you can say it's fun. <laughs> well, of course they're gonna say that. I'm not gonna go. Oh no, it's a, it's got graphics and it has modes. Well, I mean, you could have. In fairness, <laughs> it's it's fun because I like Paladin's. So cool. All right. Um, let's... and I'm sued. <laughs> <laughs> we cut this bit out. It's fine. Um, cool. So that that, that pretty much leaves a wrap up. We did the whole, you know, pimping the show and all those things. We do, of course, ask that if you listen to us on the likes of iTunes, you don't have to comment or anything. But yeah, a nice review would be nice. Even some stars. Give us some stars. We do like them stars. Um, otherwise, I would, as always, say thank you to the audience for listening and general help um then i will throw it to the other guys um alfonso you've been away a while what, what would you like to be thankful for on this day that is not thanksgiving just happy to be on once again looking forward to the next time shout out to you guys shout out to the listeners please follow subscribe listen these guys are awesome that's it yeah um gary what about you uh just 
same as always, uh, listeners, fans, um, rate us, talk to us, don't stay silent. <laughs> and you guys, of course. Splendid. And Ben. Well, I guess I'll shout to you guys as we're all doing that this week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you, can, you can all go to hell. <laughs> uh, a shout out to Klaus Nightbringer at Phoenix Down Radio. A shout out to the one person that said our Destiny 2 competition. Go, you person. Whoa, whoa. Um, and a shout out to Evolve Mail, aka your girlfriend's favorite streamer at twitch.tv slash Evolve Mail. Shout out to a Radio for having me on this week for the Fantasy 14 podcast. A shout out to Phoenix Down Radio as always. A shout out to anyone who's listening. Thank you for listening and sorry for all the audio technical issues. I hope I'll get fixed. I hope I'll get this podcast up before tomorrow night. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, look, I got a message. Someone was so excited. <laughs> also, happy International Podcast Day, because I just remembered that was a thing. Oh, it's today. Yes, and as we said, we had a horrible, weird time at the beginning of the week thinking, that, oh, Christ, not going to be able to do a podcast this week uh, after all that. And, it was like know, the so. holiday came for us. It's like, here you go. Here you go. You're fine. <laughs> you, you, you can live another day. So we're happy this week. So, you know, it's almost like last week we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, we were all really depressed. Like, we knew it was just... Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yes. But we're ever grateful for the people listening that make it worth that because, you know, if no one was listening, then, yeah. No, well, that, they wouldn't have, the, the site wouldn't have funded it again. Well, no, and we would have been shouting into the void. And, uh, Wait, I'm not, I, that's not what I'm doing. That's, well, in your daily life, it's different, Ben. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> okay, don't take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes, but you know, hopefully we'll be uh, tinkering with the podcast anyway in the, in the coming weeks and months to refine it. Because, of course, uh, PSU will also be doing the same soon. So mm-hmm, we'll all be uh, fresh and new and lovely looking. So look out for that in due time. And hopefully we can continue to make things that you like to listen to or at least are good to have on in the background while you're doing whatever you're doing. Because people do that. That's very much the case. Um, so, yeah. Um, until next week, my dear children of the night. Um, arrivederci. I said that completely wrong, but hey, good night. Chinese food, man. <laughs> Killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's off all room at Chinese. So I don't believe it. <laughs> I hope this is on now. I hope this is the end of the podcast. Just us. I'm still recording. I think he's Yeah, we're off. still recording. Oh, hello. Yeah, well, I said bye and you weren't here. Oh, like... sorry. I went to order my Chinese food. I told you that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on we, that. We've just got some on that that happened. I'm not going to edit it out. I don't know what it is. What's going to happen? What happened? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>